0: This is the Gary V Audio Experience.
1: We're gonna be gonna
2: Number one, Gary sits down with Anik Khan on January seventh, two thousand eighteen, and talks about the importance of documenting the writing process.
0: I know that I don't make like music like that, and
3: I still want to like push kites in like the project we're like partnering with them to
1: figure out like more video content and more things. Hundred like, percent. You know, like do together. Do you write? Just, yeah. How I, often? Write it down? Yeah, like how do you do you, how do you do you write your music? Yeah, I write all my music. Good. I, I how do you write? Like you're driving? Like, right, so I'm it's there and all. then you just go improv?
0: And then I go into the studio and spin
1: it from the dome?
0: Well I'll write in the studio as well, just in my head or like
1: I, I still think so. nobody's figured out I think somebody needs to be documenting the entire writing process.
0: Oh right! Wow, that would be really cool.
1: If if I could see how the fifteen songs that I love the most origin stories, yeah. why do you think comic books win? Yeah. Comic books win. I got somebody like they win because we know Spider-Man got bit by a fucking spider. Like we're like, oh shit, you know. Like yeah. origin stories, I think, are a missing thing. Like if I was like, oh my God, my favorite hook that you ever came up with was because you tripped on the, <laughs> like going to Burger King and you're like, damn, skin knees, skin knees. Like, like I don't know.
2: Yeah, 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 yeah Talk yeah, about yeah, that yeah. all the time. Well, okay. So let's actually, because I want to talk about that then. Because like, we have all these great content ideas,
0: but then I feel that because this media industry is so consumed by content that they want to make their own,
1: I feel like sometimes we're debilitated because we have to wait until someone says like, Okay, cool. we will do that rather than just putting it out on Apple. Yeah, I don't, look, I get the complex XSL, like, like, I get it. But I didn't wait for Wall Street Journal or Fortune or Forbes to put me on. You have something called YouTube and Facebook and Instagram and Snapchat. You just need, right now, with the fact that you have fans, somebody will work for free to be Tyler, follow you around with the camera. He's 17 years old. He loves your music the most in the world. He's got nothing else going on. And he's going to follow you around for free. Mm-hmm. And that's that.
2: <laughs> Number two. From V 78 Gary answers the question, what advice would you give to musicians trying to make it in the 21st century?
4: J.S.K. Drums asks, what advice would you have for musicians wanting to make their living playing music in the
0: 21st century?
1: Justin, thank you so much for your question. Amazing picture, great job to have your community give you some love and it allowed me to see this question. I'm really excited to answer this question. You know, I, I think the answer is, you know, as a musician, you need to be everywhere where the people that care about your genre of music are. And obviously the youth is an over-indexing play, so look, if you're not on SoundCloud, if you're not on Snapchat and Vine and Instagram, then you're not living to a 25-year-old and under. And I think that's an important place for you to be. So one, you need to be putting out content everywhere. Once you build a leverage, there's ways to monetize, right? Brands are gonna continue to pay for music, live events will happen. I think what really matters is creating content and putting them out on all these platforms and then interacting with your audience, right? So it's not good enough to just put out the song and get it, use DistroKid and get it out everywhere and then it's on every platform. Great, it's on SoundCloud and iTunes and Spotify. Great, that's fine. But then how do you actually harness, like what is being a musician? It's always been, look, Grateful Dead, and fish; those are very successful bands because they actually have a community. And what happens is, people that are very hardcore about music, I'm not one of them, but the reason they make fun of pop music is it's fleeting, right? It it sits for a second and then goes away. The best pop music, you know, the Madonnas, the Michael Jacksons, the Justin Timberlakes, they cultivated community. You have, you know, it's so funny, everyone's like, woe is me, you can't make money with tools anymore. Do you know how many people have popped and made money because of YouTube and Vine and Snapchat and Instagram, that would've never been signed 15 years ago and then would've had to just go on and do what they, so what's happened, my friend, is there's less people at the tippy top. There's less, there's less acts, right? There's not 50 people anymore making a gadrillion just on selling music, but what's happened is the internet has created a longer tail, and so there's a lot more people right now, a lot more people making thousands and tens of thousands and hundreds of thousands, and I've gotta tell you something. If you're an artist, and musicians are, you just want to be able to do your art. Do you know how many people are happy making $41,000 a year from AdSense or a random show or things of that nature, who now, because of modern technology, can make $41,000 a year and play their music, who had to do something else 15 years ago to make $41,000 because you couldn't make $41,000 playing your music? So my friend, we're in the long tail. We're in the long tail. You want to make enough to really crush it and play your music? well then you've gotta care about the audience. One by one by one by one. And you gotta do things for your audience. And what I mean by that is, You've gotta start using tools like Meerkat and create behind the scenes footage. You have to keep innovating. You have to keep making that connection. You have to keep taking away the velvet rope. I mean look, Meerkat is a preview to the fact that I'm gonna be wearing wearable devices and you guys are gonna be following me everywhere I go all the time, always. Truman Show, bitch. The Vaynerchuk Show, it's coming. Get ready, get your fucking popcorn cause I'm coming at you. And that connection is the game.
2: Number three, from AskGaryVee Two twelve. Gary and Wyclef Jean chat about how to start making connections in the music industry.
5: Omar asks, making connections is a huge part of the music industry. For somebody who is starting out, where do I start?
4: Oh man, that's a good question. I think like it's a little more easier for you, Omar, than it was for me. 100%. um, There's a thing called the
1: fucking internet.
4: Yeah, the internet is key. I mean, really, for me... We had to sit. The Fuji's literally had to sit, go through like seven thousand ANRs, saying, "This shit ain't gonna work." Like rappers playing guitars and women singing and rapping. No, 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 that's too much. So with the internet you can actually and build you, and your you, own audience.
1: And you were going through that process of trying to think that what, like in that, that was happening in 91, 2, and 3, before 4 and 5, it seems like what? It was 94, 3, 4, 5 when Man, it happened? It was going
4: like 93, 94. Do you know how weird it is? 1993, a group shows up with an acoustic guitar and we talking about we hip hop, we from the hood. And then you have one girl and Clef grabs his guitar and another kid's a rocker and I start playing guitar and Lauren starts to sing John Lennon Imagine. Then I go into a freestyle. Can you imagine someone who's A and R in that time? Yeah, they know. Do you know what I mean? So the beautiful thing about the internet right here is that you get to create your world. And if your if your music or whatever you're doing is really original it's going to find its key audience because through the internet we've learned it's a big universe, right? So you got your crowd.
1: I I completely agree with him and I say this all the time. The best way to sell is for people to come to you, right? And the fact that there are things now like Musical.ly and Snapchat and Instagram and all the other platforms we know, the fact that you can actually produce music, put it on SoundCloud, and actually serendipitously walk into shit because somebody heard it or shared it and changed your world—that's just incredible. Like people didn't have that opportunity. There's so, there are so many. There, there, how, how many Fuji's, How many, you know, real? Actually, this, I'm dying to ask you this question: How many very talented musicians do you think did not get discovered in the '50s, '60s, '70s, '80s, and '90s because? There was just only so many A&R people. They maybe lived in Memphis, they maybe lived in Haiti, they maybe lived in Belarus. Like, In your opinion, do you believe that if you were great it would have just happened? Or do you think in the 50s, 60s, 70s, 80s, and 90s, a generation that we don't grow up anymore, there were actually real big time talents that never got their opportunity because they just didn't have the luck of being in the right place at the right time?
4: Yeah, but you know what's funny about what you said, right? Is you see the music of the 50s the 40s the 60s the 70s was a different thing because people wasn't worried about show business right people was more worried about the music the music you see so this is how we know of Thelonious Monk this is how we could go back to muddy waters mm-hmm. like maybe don't go babe, it wasn't really about because think about it now whenever we this generation want inspiration out as a producers, and we go. I'm I'm in the studio with Avicii, okay, right? And we sitting in in, in winter in, in in Stockholm. It's dark, right? Yep. So so we're sitting there, and you know, and, and we're talking about chords and progressions. And, and what's the reference? We go back to freaking like Ray Ray Charles, Georgia. Mm-hmm. So it's like at, at the end of the day, I just think that we have to understand that the idea of the fugees was musicality it wasn't like oh man we we about to do something to get put on so people right. know who we were man if you listen to the first fuji album it's called Blunted on reality the whole album start off with a poem where the klu Klux Klan is trying to come and invade this generation and we talk about we are not going for that, Allow that. yeah so if you're trying to be in the music business, this is not the first message that you want to put out. So I, I think that the key to everything, whether if it's art, whether if it's, you know, you think of like a Picasso, like when you look at that piece, or think of Basquiat, when you look at a piece, or just think of Miles Davis, Bitches, Brew. Like no one's thinking about, so the idea is, we have to think a thousand years from now, like, is is this conversation going to be relevant? And I really think that that's my key, like, with this generation. And that's the only thing that I tell them. Mm-hmm. I'm like, yo, y'all spitting out, y'all spitting out hits <clears throat> every second. Every second on Musically, my daughter's singing a new song right yep the new one is and then this and then then she show, you know and then she puts me on musically she's like come on dad no dad you're doing it wrong come back again so third take third take what I noticed is like after 70 songs songs are playing I said Angelina who's this artist she's like I don't know she don't know but she knows this song so I think if we can push more musicality, to your point, because there are badass artists out there. They are on the internet, you know what I mean? And we just have to focus don't on you think? Musicality. Don't you
1: think these platforms give musicality a better chance? Because back to your point, you brought musicality yeah. and the human being that was thinking business is like, who wants this black guy playing a guitar and the girls sing? Like, right? That's, that right. Was, that's what stopped musicality. And now the open platforms, I actually think, give musicality a real opportunity.
4: Yeah, sexy black guy respect yeah, respect yeah,
1: yeah, yeah. all right, India, right let's move this
2: <laughs> number four from ask Gary V2 Gary talks about tips for marketing your music in the indie space
1: Draga asks I'm an indie music producer what tips do you have to promo my content using social media marketing draga what's up you're back and I respect that you're in episode one and two you one day will be a trivia question so the question is look, you're an indie guy, you're trying to promote. I'm actually going to move the mic to Steve. He's not even expecting this. Go there, go there. Do you have the sound? Yeah, or yeah, right, you're good right, with right, you, yeah, the, the camera's right, got its yeah, own sound? Yeah. Go ahead, you say what you just said to me. So, Draga, I looked at your Twitter account, and you posted a remix of a Rihanna track eight times in the last 24 hours since we aired the last episode of the show, actually. That's a little bit overwhelming, Draga. Now, a couple things. I think the thing to really think about is listening. I was actually clicking and so I got focused. I don't know what he was doing there but he was replying to somebody. I like the replying in Twitter. That's a tactic. Look, here's what I think it's all about. The quality of the music matters. Building up your SoundCloud matters. How does one do that? One of the ways to really do that is to become old school in some ways. Believe it or not, I'm going to go left field on you. How about some music message boards? but not spamming them, becoming a part of that community. How about searching every single person that tweeted about Rihanna, Steve, pull it up. Every single person who tweeted about Rihanna, let me guess, but I'm gonna think it's a shitload, right? And so in that shitload, jumping in and engaging with those people, now you gotta go spend a lot of time. You decided to do a Rihanna remix, not me. So that means you have gotta go through it and it's gonna take you a couple hours because everybody's gonna be tweeting like, Rihanna's hot. Rihanna, all that stuff. And you're going to have to find the people that are actually talking about Rihanna's music, which I don't know, probably a small percentage of what's going on on Twitter. You've got to jump into that and engage with it authentically. Engaging, and you've heard the 19 year old dude move, is not saying, check out my track. You've got to just kind of, you know, jam with people. I would recommend if you're jamming people and jamming with people, not jamming, if you're jamming with people during that period, changing the URL in your Twitter profile to be a direct link to the Rihanna track. That's right folks, that was a tactic and that's why Ask Gary Vee is gonna be a big time show. If you're deciding to do something specific for a two day period like Draga should around engaging people around Rihanna's music that actually talk about the music, I recommend he changes his Twitter profile's URL from his probably homepage or whatever he's got going on to the actual link to the SoundCloud of that show because while he's engaging, people are gonna be like, "Who the hell's Draga?" Let me click this link in his URL. Boom! They're listening to that. The viral loop gets going. The viral loop gets going.
2: Number five from Ask Gary V two hundred two. Gary discusses the best ways to utilize a street team and publicize a record.
5: I, I'm not in tech. I'm actually a, a songwriter. I'm releasing an album, um, and I'm trying to avoid um, you know, spending money in ways like uh, hiring publicists so yes. on and so forth. I'm yes. trying to really uh, ramp up my social side. Um, what I've been doing is I've invested in several giveaway items to try and, you know, accumulate a street team which has worked and I was just calling to find out if you had any additional ideas because you will hear about me uh, sooner or later. Um, because uh, this record will will get hurt. But I just Good for you you know, wanted to ask your opinion.
1: Well, thanks, And I'll give you some um, opinions and I'll even throw out something that we'll give you. If you want, and you might have noticed in the last Daily V, we uh, featured Ron Gilmore Jr.'s uh, music. If you want to reach out to D Rock and talk about some of your music, if you want to have some of your music featured in an upcoming Daily V, uh, I'm not sure what kind of music it is or what. You know, D Rock and Andy's ears are for that kind of stuff?
5: Arabic rap. Arabic rap.
1: Great. I think it'd be really cool. (laughs) Got it. (laughs) Uh, The craziest part was I was actually (laughs) fucking pumped. I was like, yes, Arabic rap. I know exactly (laughs) the kind of intense scene. Anyway, one, I'd love to offer you that because I'm a fan of the show. We'd love to give you some exposure. So speak to them. Let's see if that's a fit. Here's my big plug. Influencers, influencers, influencers. I think you took a very smart tactic of street teams. I think books and albums when they do that do quite well. I think the biggest arbitrage for attention at the lowest possible cost right now are influencers. If you can get people to do skits or other things on Instagram with your music, I think you would crush. And so I think if you spend two hours a day just reaching out to people based on hashtags on Instagram. So you go to Instagram, you search hashtags, and then you engage with people that are putting out stuff around thematics of either the names of the songs or the genre of the music or things of that nature, I think that you could really have a major impact by getting some influencers on board to give you some awareness and exposure to your music.
5: What about tweet, deck? I think I should continue doing that because I am yeah. engaging with people through, yeah. through I'm, hashtags.
1: I'm yes, but I think Instagram is a better push platform than Twitter which is why I'm pushing you that way. I would also document the journey of releasing an album. I would write at least two to four articles of the journey of releasing an album on medium.com because their editors there pick some articles and they populate them to the top and I think there could be some real opportunity for you there as well. I would also reach out to places like HuffPo, Forbes, Business Insider cold, send them an email and say would you like me to write a piece original for you on one musician's point of view on releasing an album in 2016, 2017. All of them are always looking for content. I believe that's a very inexpensive, quick way for you to get exposure to a crowd that might be reading for business or other things but all everyone loves music and you're getting awareness, got it? Got it,
5: totally. Um, how can I get in touch with DRock regarding... It's DRock,
1: comedy- yep. DRock, D-R-O-C-K at vaynermedia.com.
5: Okay, and would it be okay if I send you a signed copy of my album and maybe a poster?
1: That would be amazing. Work with DRock, he'll figure everything out. And I wish you well, Daniel. Thanks for listening and watching. Thanks, brother.
2: Number six, Gary talks about content and distribution with the music industry.
1: You got to me, right? You've got a big enough social following. Right? You DM me, I'm taking random ones, some people have six followers, some people have 250,000 followers, and here we are, we're talking. And you can reach out to other people. You should reach out to people that are making content that fits the tone of your music. Hit them up and see if they'll use your music in their content. Some guy makes a video that gets a, if Casey Neistat makes a video and uses your song in it, that can break you out. So, so yeah, distribution's changed. Good Charlotte is famous because of Madden football, a video game. That's just true. And right now, and right now, in a year, I'm gonna put a song in one of my videos and that artist will become famous off the fact that I have a huge base and it gets passed on. And by the way, there's. Tens of thousands of people that have bigger audiences than me in different genres playing on Twitch, playing on YouTube, playing on Instagram. That you need to get so make great fucking music, make it fucking often, and find a ton of people that have audiences to distribute it. The end, and, and never stop until it happens.
2: Number seven from Ask Gary B223 with Eric Thomas. Gary and Eric discuss the most effective marketing tips for hip hop
3: artists. Ike asks, as a rapper, what are the best marketing tips to implement? Should I treat music like an entrepreneur would his product? I I would just say exactly what, you know, Gary said before, just add value. You know, um, think about a specific group of people because you can't reach everybody. You know what I'm saying? I'm just being real. I don't care how good you are at what you do. You pick your poison, you pick a group and you just pour into that group so that every time they listen to you, like Gary said, like I'm not a Beyonce. I'm gonna just be honest. Like I don't. I'm like Gary. I don't listen to anything. I don't read anything. But I got hooked on this Beyonce song. I, I was <laughs> here, and I've been listening to that song this morning. I was listening to it. And it's like I can't put it down. And it's not because it's Beyonce. Like no disrespect, but it's not because of what you think. But when I hear the song, I hear I was here. So I'm waking up this morning like e- when you hit the Gary Vee show, you gotta be present. Like not just there. You gotta be present. Cause you may only get to do this one more time. So I'm listening to her song, and I felt like she wrote it for E.T. So if you're gonna, we write should it,
1: find out. We should activate everybody. Let's find out if B wrote it for this you. Me. You think she did? I, I believe she wrote it. <laughs> I believe. Really Listen, I think, I think, I think way too many people. I'll give you my advice. I think you need to make pretend, uh, not make pretend. Let me rephrase. You haven't made it. I don't think this was J. Cole asking the question, right? So, you haven't made it. So, stop being fancy. I am stunned by the fanciness in the market of speakers, authors, entrepreneurs, athletes, and definitely rappers because I got a ton of them. You're trying to be big time. You think acting like it is that. You know how you 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 promote music? Make one person every day like your music. You know how you do that? By liking them first. By by literally going to Twitter, I'll give you something real tangible. Twitter.com. Somebody loves this. I love it. Twitter.com slash search. Twitter.com slash search. Go search people. You've got your opinion of who you are as a rapper. Go search people talking about, you know, future. You think that's your style? Jump in and say, yeah, I like that track too. Yes, I love that hook. When ET tweets that Beyonce spoke to me, jump in and be like, yeah, that part. Like, become part of the community. Everybody wants everybody to love them. Love the community first, then they'll love you back. back. Guilt them into loving you.
3: Oh, that's so, ah, (laughs) ah. Look, guys, that first video, for real. I have, you be shocked at the, the millions of people. That one video has 38 million views. You'll be shocked that I did not do that on purpose. You'll be shocked that I did what, what Gary V just said. I pour into that community for about 18 years and then boom, all of a sudden one day that seed blossomed into a tree. Do
1: like it. 18 years. Doing the right thing is always the right so, thing. So
3: I'm also saying to whoever you are, don't 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 do what Gary is saying and think that six months you're gonna see the results mm-hmm. or a year just because he told you that and you did what he told you to do. That six months later, well,
1: I know. How no. do you how do you think about patience?
3: I mean, it's life. It's it's everything. It's
1: I'm a big 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 pusher of patience. Yeah, I'm just
3: saying because you don't know the result. You can only work the process. You don't you don't know when the prize is. Coming. Do you know what I'm
1: most fascinated about? Everybody there right now. How many people gave up yep. a month before yep. it was gonna yep. happen? Yep. Like, like, I'm worried that the what happens when you die and you like go talk to God, God's like, yo, listen, I gotta show you something, you gave up on March 19th, yeah. 1994, wow. it was gonna happen on wow. April 7th, 1994 and you're like, what? Like, I'm fascinated by lack of patience. Number
2: eight, from the meeting with A Boogie. Gary and A Boogie talk about his current promotion strategy and why getting music into new niches like video games is important.
0: Nickelodeon, Cartoon Network, Disney, any, anything like that.
2: Are you,
1: are you giving any of your music or, or jamming at all with any of the Twitch stars? What
0: is that? What's
1: that? So Twitch. Are you guys familiar with Twitch? Twitch is a platform where people. So.
0: No, oh, the series.
1: No, pe- the People play video games and people watch them play. So one of the most interesting places I think you can win on. So I, Boyd's heard this too many times. So has D-Rock. But it's just I can't get over it. I'm a little older. Good Charlotte, the band, they got put on because they were the music when you were picking your team on Madden back in the day, 15 years ago. Nobody knew who the fuck they were, but when you were picking your team on Madden and you heard the hook over and over for five minutes, two minutes.
0: Definitely wanted of them. 2K.
1: Right, right? It's continued since then. I don't, I don't get to play as much anymore, so I don't know who's been put on, who's not, but I can tell you flat out, they got famous just cause. I believe one of the great moves right now for more exposure, more than you're naturally gonna get with Instagram, you're gonna win. That shit's on lock, you're gonna win. You've won and you're gonna win more. But when I hear you say, I wanna spread out and be a more impactful brand, that's not just gonna naturally come to me, I wanna go like this, not just deep, but I wanna go a little wider. If you wanna go wider, you can go through the process of Viacom, Nickelodeon, Agency, CA, WME, Netflix, you can go through the machine, you've done it, you're on a record, you know, but that has so much speed to it. Mm-hmm. Or you can go directly to what you're looking to do. I think one thing that you guys should give a lot of thought to is figure out who the top 500 Twitch players are, top 1,000 Twitch players are. Figure out how many of them, I'm gonna tell you right now, seven of them fuck with you and love you. Reach out to them, same as this right now. Them playing games to some of your songs and things of that nature has a profound effect on more reach in new areas. Achieving the same thing that you're thinking about from a broad brand standpoint in a way where there's no friction. It's just somebody that's just like you, except they know how to play FIFA. <laughs> you know, or.
0: FIFA is a great. A bless great you. Because 2K is more like me. How much do you guys mm-hmm. think about I that? FIFA is outside how
1: box. much do you guys think about like what's naturally going to come to you because it's just part of that culture versus how you think about somebody who loves country music or somebody who lives in Brazil?
0: I try to think like that a lot, like outside the box, period. Like if you think like like for example, like I'm a rapper, right? From mm-hmm. America. Mm-hmm. I'ma use any other rapper. Two chains. I was with two chains last night. He's from America. Um young young dog from America. We all no matter how much fans we get in America, we all kind of have the same fan base.
1: That's right, so it's, it's that's exactly right.
0: For me? So if we if we step outside the box it's no like it's it's no like it's no it's it's a different race now. For, uh-huh. for, for me.
1: You got more land to grab. Yeah. Have you have you toured outside the U.S.? Have you done a show yet?
0: All we've done is just Canada, Canada, that's it. How was it? We were on our way to our first overseas after the album dropped. The Canada show was late. It was crazy, we going back. It was crazy. I sold out two um, shows in the same venue on one day. Where? In, in Toronto,
1: mm-hmm.
0: in Toronto. It was one um, for under 18. And that's the, where you got that close. The second one was Obey. <laughs> I
1: love it, that's good. What are you gonna
0: say? Europe, London, France, Germany, France. You ready? It's
1: yeah. ready. <laughs> I love it. How do you engage with your fans on social? Do you do it or you just gotten too busy, or do you not like doing it, or you do it? Um, do like how do you I go
0: back and forth with it. you get hot and cold? I mean, yeah, yeah. Sometimes in my, i be it'd be a point of time in my life where I gotta like sit down and, and focus on certain things that I don't I don't I tell somebody else just for me, for me, you love somebody. And then other times I really like look for strategies though. Like how am I gonna for me get more fame? Cause it's always getting more fame. It's always growing to do. So I just even look at look at what kids is doing nowadays. I go to my block and I see what kids is doing. I I'm still in the same place. I'm not gonna say I'm still there but where I grew up I'm I'm there all the time and it's just like I'm still I'm still seeing the same things, so I'm not getting used to the for me the fame world so much. I am used to it, but it's just
1: like, I'm keeping that same moment. The second the streets don't fuck with you, it's not interesting. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I understand. I, I do this, you know what I'm doing Saturday? I'm going garage-sailing in New Jersey. This Saturday, I'm going to go garage-sailing, buy people shit for a dollar or two off their table, and sell it on eBay for $9. <laughs>
5: like, like and,
1: and it's not, like, that makes no sense. But for me, it makes all this. It's no different than making sure you spend as much time at the block as possible. Because the second you get away from your craft or what got you there, you become vulnerable. How do you guys think about volume music? One thing I'm spending a ton of time on is, I'm fascinated by people's strategy on how much or how little music they put out. How do you guys think about that? Like, I, I I'm so fascinated because I, I think it's so hard to be overexposed because the world's so fragmented exactly. now. So, I'm trying to push kids to like, I'm like, more, more. I'm like, you gotta fucking hit in your head right now. Like, I'm more, more, more. And a lot of people get precious. They're like, especially when they get albums. Like, you know, I've been doing mixtapes, I've been putting out songs on Spotify every day.
0: They love when he puts out a whole body of work. And it's all about timing, too. You can't just, like, put out a whole album. It's all about how they, your reactions and timing. Time and reactions. If I drop my album and I get a great reaction, if I sell 150 in a week, I might drop another album. But if it's doing bad, I want that album to keep on growing until mm-hmm. I drop my new
1: album. I understand.
0: Those are little things. Those, but it's, it's this, whole, is
1: actually, this is actually somewhere we might be able to help. When it goes bad or, or an album or a song goes bad, which for you it's never bad but not where you want it to be. Yeah. What the fuck do you guys do to make sure, like no. just sitting do you sit and wait because you have such great brand that'll it just get there or are you proactively trying to produce content around that music to get it there?
0: Yeah, we do but some, you see how some people do like t- 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 publicity something, yeah. we, we try to like move away from that and, and more, be more Yeah, because people think that's it. corny. Yeah, be more natural with it for me like, we look for little things to, to like.
1: You know what I think is a big opportunity that nobody's exploiting in that vein? So I agree with you, because it looks like desperation, right? One of the things that I think you should guys should think about that I haven't said, finally getting some new stuff, but I've been thinking about this one. I think that's where the last two things I asked you about could combine. I think instead of doing something cheesy or trying to jab it up, this is where you can give access to your fans. Like I still think, so you got a song that you really believe in, right? And it's just not going that way. That's where I think you can use social Perf- just out of nowhere be like tonight i'm going to give you i'm going to give you two more hints i'm just going to perform in the middle of some like here like in this alleyway <laughs> you play with your fans a little bit people get their juices going and then you get you know 6000 people there but you record it and you give love to your fans a little bit spend an extra 10 15 minutes giving a couple selfies it's a way for you to give real love to your fans and it could lead to the piece of content that puts that song on because everybody's gonna share the fuck out of it. So something to think about. I mean, I spent a lot of time not wanting to do the cheesy move, trying to do the hard move. Yeah, I did a meetup in like Washington State Park. Mm-hmm. I was like, I had a shot of the God. I'm like, let's you give you have your new book coming out. Me and you like let's just let's just tweet at each other at three o'clock. Let's meet somewhere. People got going a little bit. You know, hundreds and hundreds of people showed up, pictures content did it. And you know what's crazy, 600 people were like, oh my God, like yes, I knew I loved him, like he's real, he's good, he gave love. But the amplification of those 600 in their content, in your content, DRock filmed it, like it might be a way for you to really put a little bit of a match on something and you won twice. Instead of going cheesy, you gave love to the people that put you here in the first place and you gave that song another chance. So something to think about. I don't, I'm don't. i an extrovert, I want to be around people. So uh, it's it's a tough piece of advice because I don't know how everybody rolls. You don't want maybe 600 people like clamming on you. I don't know, but that's something to think about. <laughs> or just calling people, FaceTiming them. I'm, I'm obsessed with depth versus width. I'm obsessed with that. I think people, even you said it earlier, right? Like listen, I got 2.2 million followers. Like I'm thinking about 2.3. You can't help it, that's human behavior. But I think it's super important that you know, those 2.2 get, you know? Have you, have you guys started, I appreciate, I apologize. I say, have you guys started debating having somebody on the team full-time or do you have somebody on the team full-time creating, like DRock is one of, six. I have 16 full-time employees to make content for this device. Yeah. Audio, video, pictures. 16 full time and I'm a 41 year old white businessman. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, like fuck. If 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 I was you, I'd have seven trillion fucking followers. You know, like that's how I'm thinking about it, to your point. You know, I would hide and by the way, there is seven million people watching this that would rip their arm off to be the intern, to be around you, to make this content. Mm-hmm. So it doesn't have to cost you a dime. You can just put somebody on who's got real skills. Mm-hmm. Um, something to re- I, I think you're way beyond the point where you need that. Mm-hmm. And I have no idea does a label provide that or not. But like you should have some or is somebody that's part. Of, that's
0: right there. Yeah. yeah, that's yeah my
1: so man, awesome. I'm telling you guys. Like by the way, if you guys want to come through, like we're here. This is our studio, but in but right by, uh, a block away from the garden is my headquarters. If you guys want to connect and come through and spend, if you want to come, if you want to bring somebody, you're more than welcome, if you want to come through and spend an hour, a day, watch how we're doing it, if you want us to help you vet, if you bring us four people and say these are our four finalists, can you guys help us make a final call? I'm thrilled to help you guys out to try to pick that person.
2: Number nine, from AskGaryVee, 218 with Fat Joe. Gary and Fat Joe talk about Chance the Rapper's strategy in releasing free music.
1: Craig asks, what do you think of people like Chance the Rapper releasing a lot of his music for free as a marketing strategy? Excuse what do you think, uh, me?
4: Chance, um, the Chance, Chance the rapper. People like okay. Chance the Rapper. Mm-hmm. What do you think about Chance's
0: music? I love Chance the Rapper. What do you um, think
1: about him What do you think about people like Chance? And others that are putting out a lot of mixtapes, a lot of product for free as a marketing play or whatever their strategy may it. be.
4: I love it. I think you keep the, the relevancy, and you keep the fans engaged, and um, I, I love it. I think it's I think it's a hustle. It shows that you're dedicated to the art, and at the end of the day, the, the art wasn't meant to be. Uh, Materialism and everything's a dollar. It's it's about giving back to your fans anyway.
1: I think the one thing that a lot of you who are watching know is I don't have the $500 dollars ebooks and the $7,000 courses. I do these shows for free. I pump out content at scale for free. Thousands of you email me every single month. You should charge for this. This is better than the shit I'm paying more for. It plays into that same thesis which is Yes, but that's why so many more of you follow me. You, you get more Getting love. <laughs> of course. It's a, either you're running a marathon or you're running a sprint. Figure out what you're doing. Exactly.
2: Number 10. From the meeting with Gunna. Gary talks about the value of collaborations and volume when releasing music.
1: And it's confusing, right? You get somebody that comes up to you and go and that like is big and they're like, "Yo, I fuck with you." And you're like, "Oh shit." Like it's just confusing. Like I'll I'll tell you how it is for me, like on the business side. Like when I'm on the cover of these different magazines or when I did the Apple TV show, like you always think like this is the thing, okay, oh, when this happens. Like I'm sure when you guys were in studio, like when this second project comes out, this is gonna be the fucking fire that takes it to the, but then like, like it's the mentality of like when it doesn't, being even more hungry, not deflated. You know, my big thing is collaborations and volume like you guys do you, that's always my thing. Like to me, I just want you to do more shit. Like, you know, like artists always like, it's always tricky with my advice to artists because I want more volume and artists can run like, they don't want to dilute it, they want it to be like, like I have empathy, but I know it's right because cause here's what people don't understand with volume. They remember the hits, they forget the other shit. You don't have the potential to suck. You understand that, right? Like like if I was like, "Hey, you But but you do you understand what I mean? Like if I was like, "Yo, you have to put out 100 songs in a row. Your weakest one of those 100 in my opinion isn't going to be weak enough to fuck you up. And the upside of 100 fucking at bats? I believe in that shit.